Hi, Calling family. This is Pastor Michael, and welcome to our church podcast. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today, and I believe today's message is going to strengthen your faith in Jesus. Hey, good morning, Calling family. Merry Christmas. Today is the big day, the birth of our Savior and our newborn King. Hey, wasn't worship amazing and our team so amazing and not only our worship, but our production crew. So thankful for all of our team. And we're so honored that you are participating with us and engaging with us. Uh, What's up, chat crew? If you're watching online and not on the chat, uh, jump on the chat. Say where you're watching from. Better yet, say Merry Christmas to someone on the chat. Uh, We have people watching uh, all over the area from everywhere. Uh, Pasadena, West Covina, Baldwin Park, Camarillo, out of state, sometimes out of the country. And uh, right now you might be sitting at home. Uh, You just opened the presents. By the way, I I pray and sincerely hope that you got what you desired uh, this Christmas. I can back it up with scripture. The scripture says that God will grant you the desires of your heart. So I pray that you got that diamond ring. I pray that um, you got that, you know, that new throw. Um, that new car maybe, or that new TV, whatever it is. Um, We're so grateful that you're tuning in with us. And I just want to spend a few moments with you to encourage you. Uh, The Bible says that uh, encouragement, a good word is like encouragement to the soul, medicine to the soul. I just want to spend a few moments with you. And if you're with your family, maybe they're hanging out in the background or playing with their toys or uh, uh, you know whatever they're doing, invite them to watch with you. Or send this link or this feed to someone that could use hope. Uh, for the holidays. Uh, I know that for the holidays, for some of us, for many of us, it's, it's a hard time. We may have lost someone. We may be going through a difficult time. But I pray that this message would encourage you. And how awesome is it that I get to preach on Christmas Day? I get encouraged. I, I love this. This is what my passion is. So uh, today we're going to be in a few scriptures just for a few moments. And I pray by the end of it, you would feel lasting peace and, uh, and great hope, especially if you're hungry for hope today. Uh, the, uh, so Merry Christmas. All right. And by the way, if you're watching uh, from wherever you're watching from, whoever you might be, you're, you might be brand new. My name is Pastor Michael. I have the privilege and honor of leading this congregation, this amazing church in Pasadena. Uh, we are almost seven years old and I like to say welcome home. If you're in the area, stop on by soon and I can't wait to meet you. All right. So we're going to be in the scripture, a uh, few scriptures today, and I pray that I will give you lasting hope. It says this in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, very famous prophecy of scripture. The great prince of the prophets, Isaiah, who uh, is now fulfilled in Jesus Christ at his birth. It says this in nine, Isaiah 9, chapter 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Every one of these would preach in itself. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and lastly, Prince of Peace. Take note of that, Prince of Peace. Luke chapter 2, verse 11, a little bit of the newborn king story. It says this in chapter 2, verse 11. It says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I want to say that Christ has been born unto you, all right, and unto me. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying 
in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared. Some translations will say this is the angel of angel armies. Can you imagine that? Uh, heaven's armies, the uh, heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Let me say that one more time. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels have left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, the angels appeared to some shepherds out in the field late at night, let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. Let's go ahead and pray for a moment. Father, we're honored and grateful to be gathered through the airwaves today on this very special hallowed occasion, Christmas Day, the birth of our Savior. We love you, Jesus, and happy birthday. We're honored to know you, and we're honored uh, to serve you. And we pray, Father, for anyone watching today that they need that is in need of hope and joy and peace this very day, this very moment. We pray that you would flood them, Holy Spirit. We pray to have an encounter with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, everyone said, Amen and Amen. The title of my message is Christmas is Peace. Can you write that on the chat today? Christmas is Peace. There are many things uh, that Christmas actually means. So many different variants of what this special, hallowed, historic day actually means. But one of the great things about one of the great things about the newborn king is peace. I'm going to be speaking from the subject of peace today. I have a question for you. Wherever you might be watching from, whoever you are, do you need peace today? What are you going through? Maybe you recently heard a doctor's report that wasn't so good. Uh, maybe you, you've recently gone through a divorce. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you're going through intense depression or discouragement. I have good news to you. The Bible says in Luke chapter ten, uh, 2, excuse me, it says, uh, Today in the town of, uh, of David, in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. I, I, just think about that for a moment. What if, what, if, what if angels appeared one night and some people working on the midnight shift and all of a sudden in downtown L.A. somewhere, some angels said, uh, you have, there's good news in the town of Angelinos, a savior. I mean, just think about that. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I, I just want you to know that God wants to speak to you, especially those of you that need peace. So what does this peace mean? How does Christmas mean peace? What does it mean for us? What is the application here? What is the biblical context here? There are many different uh, variations of what Christmas can mean. But most importantly, I think it can mean peace. From the, birth of the, from the birth of Jesus to the life of Jesus and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Let me say that one more time. From the birth of Jesus to the life of Jesus and the death and resurrection of Jesus, his life and ministry is steeped and, and he is the living embodiment of peace. And like Isaiah said, he is the prince of peace. Peace. Imagine hanging out one day with someone named the Prince of Peace or Jesus, the Prince of Peace. This morning I want to speak on the subject of how Christmas pertains to peace. There are in two ways in this context uh, we can understand what, how peace is working out here. 
First, we see peace. Um, well, let me read it again. It says, glory to God in the highest. And by the way, we get that in the Latin, the song, in excelsis Deo, in excelsis. I think I'm saying it right. Deo, all right, from this text here in the Latin. Glory to God in the highest heaven. The reason it's saying the highest heaven is sometimes the Bible breaks up the different heavens. There's the sky, which is one heaven. There's the universe and the stars, which is the, the stars, which is the second heaven. And then there's, there's the third heaven, which is the abode of God, the place where God dwells. Where the place that you and I, where God wants us to dwell with him forever and eternity. And on earth, peace. Now check this out. Peace on earth. Uh, to those whom uh, his favor rests. So there's two ways in which peace is working out. And I want to encourage you from this here. And one way peace is, uh, one way the peace, uh, what it means is, is it's, it's, it's uh, peace is for those who are far from God. They're far from God. We learn this from the context. You know, let me ask you a question real quick. How do you feel your relationship with, is with God right now? I think it's a wonderful question to ask, especially on Christmas Day. Who is this babe in the manger? What does it mean to me? Do I just open presents and decorate? And what is this all really about? What is your relationship with God? How, how, do you feel distant from God? All right. Or do you feel near to God? To God? But watch this message. This message is for peace. It's to peace to those who are far from God. Far from God. We see in the context who God invites to his birthday party. You know, watch this, you know what a person is like, all right, by who, who attends the birthday party. Come on, y'all, all right? Jesus invites outsiders and outcasts and marginalized people to his birthday party. He doesn't invite the prestigious elite of Israel. He doesn't invite the princes of Israel, the King Herod or the religious elites, all right, the, the, the double doctorate theologians. Who's at his birth? His, that's a great theological concept or construct. His, who's at his birth? It, it, it is actually shepherds. In context, we learn that shepherds are outcasts. They are thought of as thieves. They're thought as, uh, uh, they're never really invited to religious ceremonies because they smell, they're with, with, with animals all the time. So, so what we can learn a little bit about God by who's invited to his birthday party. You know, I might know a little bit about you if you asked me to go to your birthday party and I saw who was there, all right? But we learn the nature and the character of God by seeing who the guest list. And because we see shepherds, we see what God is doing here. God is making peace with people who are far from him. Look what Ephesians chapter 2 verse 17 says, the great preacher of peace and love came for you. His voice found those of you who were near and those who were far away. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 in the voice it says, Since we have been acquitted and made right through faith, we are able to experience true and lasting peace. This first, this first example of peace is peace first and foremost. Not just the emotion of peace, but our relationship of peace with God. See, God sent his one and only son that whoever would believe in him will never perish but have everlasting life now and forevermore. See, what's most important before you feel, I would even argue, before you can ever have lasting peace in your life, you must have first, you first must have peace with God. You will never have peace in this life, my friend. You can go to the great, you can go on the greatest vacation you've ever been in your life, Barbados, Trinidad, wherever, all right, and still not experience peace. 
and your soul. I would argue theologically and biblically, you will never have peace until first and foremost, you have peace with God. My friend, do you have peace with God today? What's beautiful about this passage is God is making peace. God is extending an olive branch through the person of Jesus to people who were marginalized and outcasted. You, maybe you're not a churchgoer. Maybe your aunt used to go to church. Maybe you're stuck in addiction. Maybe you're, 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 maybe you're going from relationship to relationship. Maybe you're hurting and you're broken and you feel so distant from God. My friend, this message is just for you because what God is doing through the person of Jesus and inviting these shepherds is what he's saying. And the author Luke is saying that God brings people who are far from him near to him. I love what the scripture says in James, if you draw near to God, how beautiful would it be? It actually says God will draw near to you. How beautiful would it be this Christmas to receive the greatest gift that you could ever receive, which is not just things under the tree, but the forgiveness and mercy and peace, lasting peace in Jesus Christ. You know, someone once said that if our greatest need had been money, God would have sent an economist if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us a scientist. If, uh, if, if our greatest need had been technology, maybe God would have sent us an engineer. But our greatest need has, is forgiveness from sin. That's why God sent us a savior so that we can have not only forgiveness, but also lasting peace to come with that forgiveness. So how is the text working? What first relationship, a first uh, factor of peace is your relationship with God. You know, I love, I'm thinking about this scripture says as well that God demonstrates his love by this, that he sent his son to die for us while, say while on the chat, while we were yet sinners. Now think about that. Not when we had it together, we're cleaned up, we're out of our drugs and we're, we got the job. No, God sent his son to die for our sins while we're sinners. That's a great demonstration of love. What is he doing? He's bringing far people close unto him today. I love it, Romans 5.1. Let me read it one more time. It says, since we have been acquitted and made right through faith, all right, we have been able to experience true and lasting peace with God through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one and the liberating king. The second way that peace is operating in the text, the first one is our relationship with God. The second way the, 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 text, uh, is opera, uh, the peace is operating in the text is peace in our heart, peace in our soul. All right. And I, I would argue that this text is not for everyone. Now, look at the text. It says peace and, and on earth, peace on those whom his favor rests. Now, who are those? It's a little cryptic. All right. Now, who are those? I would argue that those people are those who have belief in Christ that he is the savior and the risen king, our Lord and our God. All right. And when we accept him, the Bible says that you will have lasting peace in your life. My friend, may, I believe I'm sp speaking to a few people today. Maybe you're struggling. You don't have peace. You're on the go. You're, on, you're doing all the time. Um, maybe there's a doctor's report. Maybe you're ill. Maybe there's uh, no peace in your relationships. And you feel like there's a cacophony of noise within your soul. And, you know, I do want to argue this just because you're a Christian and you know Jesus. I don't want to assume that you have this peace. The truth of the fact is, my friend, that uh, peace can be stolen from you. All right. Peace, so to speak, peace will be uh, uh, um, 
competed for in your life because I have to admit this year there are times in my life although I love Jesus and I'm faithful to Jesus and I serve Jesus I've lost my peace at times because I've let the outer circumstances get to me but this is what the Bible says about peace it's different than the world's definition you know the world's definition of peace is that your outer circumstances are fine therefore your inner life is fine all right but that's not what the Bible shares about peace I remember reading um, an illustration or about a, about a painter and this painter was on, he was wanting to discover peace and he was a really good artist and what he did is he started a competition. He said, I really want to find a perfect portrait of peace. So he started a competition, you know, gathered about 20 painters, very good ones. And he said, folks, what I'm looking for is uh, someone to, to paint the best picture of peace. And uh, whoever paints the, the best picture of peace will get a prize. And so one by one, they're painting and they unveil the portrait. And they go, ooh, and ah. And it came down to the last two. And the, the second to the last person who unveiled their painting uh, painted this amazing illustration of uh, rolling hills, rolling green hills, pastures and uh, herds of sheep and a blue sky and beautiful sun, sunny day. It was, it was an atmosphere of calm and tranquility. And the people go, oh, man, that looks like that is peaceful. This perhaps could be the perfect portrait of peace. Then came the last guy. He unveiled his portrait, his painting of peace. And it was amazing. You hear, you hear oohs and ahs in the crowd. And what this person did is in his painting, he painted a sky or actually was not really a sky. It was thunderclouds. It was dark clouds, gray clouds. There was this waterfall that was violent and went down to this lagoon and the spray and the mist went everywhere. It was a little bit dark and it was a little bit violent, this um, portrait. But uh, also there was a tree uh, that was kind of parked and planted right next to this waterfall that was, you know, kind of chaotic. And this tree had an elbow and it stuck out right out of the waterfall and 20 miles, so to speak, down from, from the waterfall. But on this elbow was a bird's nest and the bir- there were some birds on there who looked so completely fine and, and calm and tranquil and, 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 and peaceful now this got the crowd going, wow, what, wow, this is, this is art right here. This is, we think this is what peace is. My friend, this is exactly the peace that the Bible was talking about. Regardless of your outer circumstances, regardless of what the doctors say, regardless of your family situation, regardless of the finances in your life, you can experience lasting and true peace when you, experience, when you accept Christ Jesus And no matter what's going on out here, when you have God in here, you will have lasting peace. And you know you have God's peace in your life when when God's presence is in your life. I love the scripture that says, In perfect peace is he whose mind is stayed on thee. I shared a bit that often in this last year I've lost my peace due to my outer circumstances. You know, wherever your focus is, is whatever you give your attention to, your mind to, is where your life will be directed. So in, in, in internally, God wants you to make your focus on Jesus, regardless of the outer 
circumstances. Another thing in, in the Jewish faith about peace is the word shalom. Say shalom on the chat. It means complete, completeness. It means wholeness. My friend, are you complete? Are you whole today? Uh, um, God wants you to be whole regardless of what you're going through. And how amazing would it be for you to accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior and have a, the most amazing gifts such as salvation, forgiveness of all sins, and, and as well as his peace. A few scriptures for you. It says this in uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 79. And I like this. This is Mary expressing uh, herself as she finds out that she's going to have uh, a son and he's going to be the Savior. It says, his, says this, to shine on those living, speaking of Jesus, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. Now watch this part to guide our feet in the path of peace. What is this path of peace? It's a path of light. It's a path of life. And this is what God wants for you this Christmas. So what is Christmas? How does Christmas relate to peace? First and foremost, it relates to your relationship, peace with God. God bringing far people, people who are far from him, close to him. Secondly, that God wants you to have lasting peace in your soul and in your spirit, in your mind and in your life. Friend, you don't have to live with discouragement, disappointment, disparity, anxiety, and depression all your life. And the Bible says this, if you just draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. And where his presence is, there also will be his peace. Can I pray for you today? In fact, before we pray, I want to ask you, maybe there's someone watching today who don't want to assume this. Maybe, maybe you're having difficult thoughts, you're having a difficult thought life. Maybe you're down in the dumps. Maybe you're experiencing anything but peace in your life. And this Christmas is maybe the most difficult Christmas you've ever experienced. Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know who, do, I'm not asking, do you know about him? Do you actually know him? Watch this, if you know him, and when you do know him, when you get to know him and you follow him, you experience these amazing blessings in your life. You have the right relationship with him and you have lasting peace. If you don't know him, I want to invite you to know him, to make the most important decision you could ever make in your life. Like I said earlier, you will never have lasting peace until you have peace with God. So I want to invite you to uh, you and those who may be watching with you to say this simple prayer. You ready? Here we go. Don't be ashamed, all right? I believe that once you receive, once you receive Christ, um, the Bible says, all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He's going to dwell within your heart. And uh, let's go in and have more to say about that. Let's pray this prayer. Say, dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. I believe I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. Lord, I confess with my mouth and I believe with my heart that you are the Lord and Savior of my life. I confess my need for you. I want to live a life fully devoted to you. In Christ's name, amen. Friend, if you said that prayer for the first time, I am so incredibly proud of you and thankful that you made that decision. This is why we're here as a church. What are your next steps? Your next steps are to come out to church, all right, or tune in online. But I'd love to meet you. Come out to church. Uh, it's hard to do faith alone. You got to do it in group. You got to do it with the fellowship of believers, all right. 
Also, you need a Bible. Um, God wants to speak to you every single day. And the way you're going to get to know him better or more is through his word. He left a love letter behind for you and me. So as long as we get to, uh, so coming to church, the word, all right, and fellowship, prayer, all of that. Those are your next steps. If you gave your life to Jesus for the first time or you're watching and engaging with us for the first time, please email us at connect at the calling LA Friends, thank you so much for joining me today. I pray that you have a lasting peace all day today and in the new year to come. God bless you, and it's my honor to encourage you today. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. Our mission as a church is choosing Jesus, chasing freedom, discovering our gifts, and serving Jesus. I have a question for you. What is your next step with Christ? Take your next step today by visiting thecallingla.com. If today's message touched you, we'd love to partner with you in sharing the hope and the message of Christ. So visit thecallingla.com slash give.